Oh, now it's dolphin time. Oh, it's dolphin time. Shut up, you. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. There was like one summer where there was like I think five shootings. We're just like pop, pop, pop. Oh, the one down by there was the one five by point. the gas station, one by the five point. There was one by the Shell station. You can see from our apartment on Fifth Avenue, uh, mm. down on Denny. But I we hear just like yelling and shit. And a car screeching, and I look out, and there's a, just a dude, and I see him just pull out a gun, and just like, crack, 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 crack. It's empty an entire clip. I was wow. like, what the fuck? <laughs> was like Cops right after, in real life. I was like, right after I moved to Seattle, I was well, like, the city's fucking scary, well, man. Go back ju- to the woods. Now they just do it here, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm fucking everywhere. used to it now. It's blase yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, I, I, it's I have like a, a parking that overlooks the scariest AM, PM in Seattle. It's like seeing uh, like a pigeon with no toes. It's like, oh, that's sad, but... You know, yeah, right. co- too all too common. Yeah, you know why that happens? Apparently. Oh, I, is it like a I, trend? I had to look it up because they they yeah the Pizza Mart they have like pigeons that we kind of know by name. They don't show up in flocks. They're kind of like oh who's making an appearance today? So there's like tiny, mm-hmm. and then there's like a bigger one, and there's stumpy, and stumpy has no toes on the one foot. And we're like what causes that? Because I see that a lot. Yeah, it's like a fungus or something. A, no, apparently they like they'll get tangled up in uh, uh they'll try to build like nests out of hair and fishing lines and shit so they tend to do it more up around places with dumpsters where they've been cutting long hair and they get it wrapped around their toes and it cuts off blood supply and all their toes fucking fall off what yep that's one of the saddest things ever. <laughs> what the fuck fishing line does it too but uh, you know hair is more common than fishing line it's also uh you the hair is more like it's uh, sustainably sourced. Yeah, well, I mean, like Osprey are famously building their they, uh, along the uh, along the Yellowstone. They build their nests using uh, baler twine, and same problem. The chicks will get like caught in it, and it you know it's meant to hold together a thousand pound bale. So uh-huh. baby bird doesn't really have a chance, you know. Damn. Yeah. Nature. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably this is coming out. Yeah, it's going to come out but... way the fuck after Christmas. <laughs> but uh. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Now oh. back to damn nature, you scary. Yeah. Oh, I went and like, looked at an apartment, like, um, you know, the house that we get lived in that we got yelled at by the New Zealander? Oh, yeah. You know, that's uh-huh. now apartments. Yeah. But I looked at one that's, like, adjacent, like, it's right down from there. It's way too, way too small. But, like, it was like, oh, I've lived on this street before. Yeah. yeah. Slept in the yard. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I like, just drove from fucking Linwood, mate. Slept in the yard and woke up to so a raccoon smacking its lips next to my That's face because right. <laughs> of the plum tree. We we had like the last house didn't on have a dog peeing on you. <laughs> no, there was a gated gated fence. So. <laughs> We was like the last house on Lower Queen Anne, and uh, we had a basement, and we would. That's when poop attack started. We all lived together, and we oh, yeah. realized that we were not in bands, and we all played music. So we was like, "Fuck it, let's start a band." But yeah, we we were jamming. Uh, apparently, the landlord had been calling us. He lives in Linwood. We lived downtown or Lower Queen Anne. Yeah, Linwood's a ways for fucking years, ways. Years that don't live around here. And uh, apparently, the neighbors were like calling the fucking landlord, and then he called us. Nobody answered because we were drunk as hell jamming, and I'm playing drums on my back. To the door, and then 
we're like playing, all of a sudden everybody stops, and I keep playing drums. Like, what's up? And I turn around, and I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> How's it going, Simon? <laughs> Simon was not happy. He was not happy at all. But you can't really be too scared of a Kiwi when they're yelling at yeah, you. Yeah, really. sounds, sounds ridiculous. Me, 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 me. At least this Kiwi did. You Kiwis out there, though, tough as nails. Nope. Unless you're, like, Maori. Uh-huh. Ma- Maori. How do you uh-huh. say that? Yeah. Maori. So, uh, I don't know. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. What you got for me today, fellas? Well, what do you know about El Fago Baca? It is. I'm going to guess nothing. And his cousin, Chewy. Yeah, Chewy Baca. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do know that he doesn't look Japanese, but uh, yeah. in, in Japanese, Baca means stupid. Oh. Oh. So. Bacagetti? I like to think that in Spanish, El Fago means the Fago. The Fago, like yeah. The preferred drink of the juggalo. Uh, <laughs> or it's an elf that steals your egos. Yes, they could be both. Is that why it says Woop Woop Family on the book? Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. His makeup is on point. The good man, bad man of the Old West, huh? That's and what he's that holding is. a rifle that he stole from Pancho Villa. Yeah, he's, he? the way he's holding the rifle on the cover of this book, it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing, really. It looks like he's offering it to you. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Or he, he's like he's a uh, first grader, and it's like show and tell. Hey, yeah. guys, I found this in my dad's garage. <laughs> my Red Rider. <laughs> he's know, also man. kind of a portly guy. Well, at this, this point. This is older. Oh, older okay. Yes. All right. We're, we're going to talk about him when he starts out as a, a Ute. Ute. And he... Um, One of the more famous gun fights... And kind of kind what, of a gunfight. I was gonna say it's kind mostly a a, if you were a punching bag for forty eight hours, <laughs> but the fists were all bullets. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, oh, okay, so it's like a <laughs> fucking uh, 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 dude's brother in um, uh, the OK Corral, the bullet sponge. Oh, oh uh, well, uh, the, the house was the bullet sponge, but yes, El Fago. He comes out unscathed, un, after, unhit by bullets. They claimed Whoa. how many thousands of bullets? 4,000. 4,000 bullets. The and, fuck? And, and we're not talking, you were know. Were they throwing handfuls of bullets AK-47? at him? AK-47. No, they just went at it for like, what, two days? Almost. Well, oh, a day and a half. Shit. <laughs> and that's, it's all due to. Mostly drunk confusion. Drunken. Well, and because he, he arrested a drunk guy one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't there's, do that. There's, of course, two different versions of the story, and we'll get to, yes. to both of them. Cool. But uh, he's, he's, he's pretty famous in uh, uh, Hispanic circles from around. The area too, because he's kind of like a folk hero. Because you oh, know sure, he yeah. stood up, stood up to the the rich white rancher, and there's sure. cowboy thugs and all that shit. Yeah, but uh, well, he, he reps a lot of uh, Hispanic uh, guys too, because he becomes a lawyer and he becomes kind of a better call Saul type of guy. Sweet, better yeah. call Saul. I gotta say it correctly. Call Saul, Be- better call Saul. Yeah, because he's a crow. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all funny. <laughs> I'm just more perplexed. <laughs> yep. uh, anyways, we'll let Will uh, shed some light on this uh, by starting with his NPR voice and <clears throat> Comic Sans. Mm. Uh, there's also a Disney movie about this, too. <clears throat> Did you find that? It's called, no. it's called Robin Hood. He's played by a fox, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, one of their live action ones? Yeah. yeah it's like... not a cartoon of some somebody shooting for two days. Yeah, it's like the Davy Crockett ones were, mm. yeah. But he was the man who couldn't be killed until he died. Well, you have to hit him to kill him. Like, <laughs> it'd be yeah, the man that couldn't be killed implies that he's like shot forty. He's like a, a Boris the Bullet Dodger in in fucking Snatch or what whatever. What do they call him that? Because he throws his bullets heavy. The fact that he just doesn't get hit. 
I don't know if that means he can't be killed. It might. Well, we'll, we'll he, get to the reason why. He's going to mate. Well, because he, of course, matrixes the shit, mm-hmm. right? Now that you brought up uh, Boris the Bullet Dodger, like all I'm going to imagine is like this guy being played by fucking uh, what's his name? The, the that Russian dude. Yeah, but like also, would you be my lucky star? Yeah, fucking Madonna song getting cranked. I love this fucking mm-hmm. trick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Ma- you know how Mandana got her start. One of the few by fi- ripping off Cindy Lauper. Uh, well, that too. One of the few films filmed in Spokane called Vision Quest, and it's about high school wrestling and a creepy guy in high school who's a wrestler who keeps stalking this older lady, and then Madonna's playing in a bar in Spokane. Really? Okay. Yep. What if it's the checkerboard? The at first, all Loudon Swain could think of was getting in shape. But since he met the girl of his dreams, all he can think of is her shape. You're not from around here, are you? Are you kidding me? Trenton, New Jersey. She doesn't have any transportation or any place to stay or anything. And I was wondering, maybe we could ask her to stay with us. I might, guys. And now that she's moved into his house... Who's that girl? He can't keep his mind on what he's doing. The girl of my dreams lives under my own roof. I see her every day, but she thinks I'm a kid, immature, a dumb jock, all of which is more or less true. Want to know what turns me on? Hands. Really big hands. And he certainly can't do what's on his mind. You know that sexual intercourse burns up 200 calories a shot? By the way. But give the guy a break. When you're in love, you can do some seriously crazy things. This is the new film from the executive producers of Flashdance. Vision Quest. It's really not worth watching. It probably, I, I was hoping it was going to be the one where Willie Nelson shoots lasers out of his eyes at the totem pole. But yeah, that's, that's called something else. It's like, else. It's like uh, Vision and then a number. It's similar. It's very similar, yeah. yeah. Ninja 3, The Domination. Yeah. Ninja 3, The Domination. I thought you were going to say the only film sp- filmed in Spokane... Uh, the remake of uh, the useless remake of uh, Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. actually was a shot, I think, in like Michigan or something. But it's supposed to take place boo, in Spokane. Boo. Oh, I was wrong about Rambo. That was actually filmed in BC, but oh. it's supposed to take place in Washington. So filmed same, in Bad Company. Same, mm-hmm. same difference. Yep. So, like I tell the brave Canadian trucker pipe fitters, like you know, Manitoba is just North Dakota with kilometers. So anyway, Baca had a long career as a sheriff, deputy sheriff, county clerk, private dick. He was a mayor for a while. He was a DA and candidate for New Mexico governor and also candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, too. And and a, a bullet uh, magnet. Yes, storied career. But most of his story comes from a pamphlet he made in 1924 when he was running for judge. Oh, that he made. Yep. And it was so popular that he sold it for 10 cents. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he, imagine selling flyers to a show you're going to play. Yep. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Well, at first, he just hands him out. He's like, no, then people wanted to read it. And he's like, oh, I probably charge for it. But he was a good storyteller, a.k.a. bullshitter. Yes. So most of this is varying degrees of bullshit, but most of our stories That's are anyway. So. the Old West. From his pamphlet, he said he was born February 27, 1865. Uh, his ma was 19 at the time, and she was playing Los uh, Glacius, which was kind of like softball. Uh, so she was turning a so double play. So it's fucking baseball because that's kind of like softball. Yeah, uh, okay. it was. Uh, she was turning a double play and uh, jump for the ball, and out came the baby. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. 
Would you say it's called Los Glacius? <laughs> Iglesias, like Julio yeah. Iglesias. Isn't, doesn't Iglesias mean church? <laughs> Spanish, I thought. Oh, I don't know. I think it does. She's <laughs> playing church ball and she gives birth in midair. She's doing uh, some straight up well, uh, league, eight, of, yeah. league of their own shit. 1865 baseball is not really baseball. Yet, yeah. So. Kind of like how football was a straight up com- combat sport. So, church records say he was baptized February 15th when he was five days old, but he always said his birthday was February 27th. So, he just starts out lying. <laughs> But he was born in Socorro, New Mexico. Yep. But at the time, that was kind of a poor, uh, poor Hispanic village. But soon it was a boom town with the railroad coming in. Mm. And there's mines, of course. Uh, Baca said his family moved to Topeka, Kansas when he was one year old. He also claims that Navajos kidnapped him but returned him <laughs> and asked for a refund. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, like a uh, recyclable bottle. Mm-hmm. But this Cal- is California Redemption. This probably doesn't check out because this is the same uh, trail of tears for the Navajo at the same time that Kid Carson oh, marched him across well, the state that, and put him in the shitty Pecos. Fuck. Uh, Baca didn't give much detail about Topeka. He said his pa moved him there to get a better education. And when he asked what kind of education he got there, he said, not much, but it was all in English. Yeah. So he moves there when he's one, so he doesn't really... I was going to say his dad moved him there when he was one so that he could get a better education. Well, if you start working in the factory when you're seven, you got to <laughs> start school when you're one, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a high school senior by the age of five. So, That's right. He's know, like, I was like, taking nuclear engineering at the age yeah. of two. Yep. Anyway, El Falgo uh, is Hispanic, but doesn't know Spanish, at least yet. When he moves back, mm. he does. Okay. Uh, his ma died in Topeka in 1872. Right after that, a sister died, and then right before that, a brother died. Uh, they so were all hit by satellites. They're not, yep, they're not having great luck in Kansas, are they? No. No. So his dad sent El Fago and another brother back to Socorro. Jesus Christ, how many kids? I mean, I guess it's the 1800s, yeah, and they're probably Catholic. probably a Catholic family. Yeah. So yes, well, everybody was practicing Catholic, right? Or at least contraceptively anyway. (laughs) Practicing the parts that made sense to them, I guess. So while he got his affairs closed in Topeka, he sent him off to an orphanage. We are all orphans. Mm, Orphans. But if you believe El Fago, this is 1872, he would have been seven. But later he said he was 15 when he moved back to New Mexico, which would have been 1880. But either way, he didn't speak a lot of Spanish when he came back. So he's a time traveler. No, I think he just got the exchange rate wrong for years. For years, yeah. Okay. Uh, in Topeka, he was friends with Charles Curtis, who went on to be uh, on to become a congressman and VP of Hoover, like the vacuum company. Well, like the the Her- president Hoover. Yeah. The, oh, that uh, that Hoover. Thought. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. I was picturing like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Hoover vacuums in famously in eighteen seventy nine or whatever. They might have had some <laughs> shit. I don't know. They Actually, had, the vacuum cleaner was uh, it was originally like, it was like a leaf blower. Uh, you blow the house, the dust around your house. So steam to get power it out the door. door. You could yeah. just like uh, uh, affix a uh, uh, either. There's two models. You can affix a raccoon or a. Uh, a uh, fucking possum to a stick and just shove mm-hmm. shove it around your carpet and sure. eat all the detritus. So <laughs> just eats the carpet too. Yeah. Well, God course. damn it, Charlie! So by the time the family gets back in 1880 to Socorro, all the whiteies have moved in for boom time for the railroad and all the mines. So he mostly hung out with the white people there because he didn't know Spanish. Well, and that's the thing too is like uh, that was probably kind of a handy position to be in in that kind of place because most of the people that lived there probably didn't have a hell of a hellacious grasp of English, but they're having to do. You know, business with, you know, there's a language barrier. He could maybe probably help with that. Some. Yeah. Well, he did later on when yeah. he relearned Spanish. Yeah, when he relearned <laughs> Spanish. I'm just saying he probably had a better leg up on it than some 
dude from Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like many BSers of the time and place, he claims he hung out with Billy the Kid. Of course. Baca was 16 and Billy was 17, at least according to him. They met Branding Kettle. Then he says they went to Albuquerque and Baca claims they're walking down the street and they see a policeman shoot a guy in the street and then leave him there and go into a saloon. Then the sheriff came in and said, hey, who killed that guy? And the policeman said, I did. So what? So the sheriff picked him up by the collar, like a cat picking up a mouse, and the policeman was tried and hanged for that. Oh, oh, good. Uh, but this is actually a true story. This is probably the killing of Charles Campbell. He was a railroad carpenter who was shot unprovoked by Milton Yarberry, who was the town marshal. That guy, that guy had a fucking grudge. He had an yeah, yeah, grudge. yeah, yeah. That was June 18th, 1881. But uh, less than a month before, Billy the Kid was shot by Pat Garrett. So right. it's probably not allegedly. Out. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, brushy Bill. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, people dispute the story because it was bullshit. Know, bullshit. And the kid was six years older. Uh, and he probably would have been out at Fort Sumner at the time. It's like Billy the Kid's great, like the how they thought he was like left-handed forever until they because of the way he was holding the rifle in that one tin type until they oh yeah it's a reverse image because yeah. <laughs> the the ejecting port isn't where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, but of course, there's many other Billy the Kids at the time. It right. could have just been it's a franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many Billys the Kid. <laughs> There's a Ronald costume, I'm assuming, in every McDonald's in America, so why not a Billy the Kid in every... <laughs> so, Baca's dad, Francisco, became town marshal of Boleyn, uh, 45 miles north of Socorro. He punched a member of a rich uh, family in the nose, which made him enemies with uh, the people in charge there. So, when Francisco shot two boisterous cowboys, or, or drunk assholes, in December 1880, he was charged with murder, even though he was sheriff at the time. Right. So, May 1881, he was found guilty of murder in the fifth degree. What the hell is that? Fifth degree? I didn't know there were five degrees of murder. murder. but you have to keep silent about it. You plead the fifth degree. It's not manslaughter. It's like kid slaughter or something. Yeah, it's like murder in the fifth degree. It's like almost natural causes, but you (laughs) caused it somehow. (laughs) You caused natural causes? Yeah. You spooked somebody and they had a heart attack. Right. Got the vapors. So he's awaiting trial for, for the killings, but uh, El Fago decided to break him out, and he takes along a guy named Chavez. But the jail yeah. was, And I'm sure it was Chavez E. Chavez, and yeah. also the regulators. So the jail was on the bottom floor, and the courtroom was on the top. So the whole thing was unguarded when the guard went to church that evening. God, so, they're so bad at this. <laughs> so the two guys find a ladder, and then they go up to the courtroom. They crawl through a window with the ladder, and then they saw a hole in the floor, and they break out Paw and the rest of the prisoners. Awesome. Way. It's a fucking Woody Woodpecker cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, murder in the fifth degree is involuntary manslaughter. Oh, no, that's not bad. Just, that means like you killed him, but you didn't. You weren't trying to kill him? Yeah, you were just trying to wing him like a, like a civilized person. Yeah, exactly. So they hide out in the grass across the road, and the next day they just watch all these posses take off and, and, and start looking just for Just fucking him. crouching in the grass. Mm-hmm. That had to be amazing. Like, just hotter than shit and fucking <laughs> scorpions crawling in your butt and yep. fire ants. And so, yeah. so Dad Baca goes to El Paso and spends the next seven years helping a brother run a store. Dad Baca. Uh, so this story is actually confirmed in the paper. Uh, they, they Man s- runs store. <laughs> well, no, the the breakout anyway. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been listening to like pastimes and shit. Some oh. of those articles are like that's, that. That's, like, yeah. Yeah. Woman picks up pencil. <laughs> uh, so they said uh, a wife murderer named Thacker. That's was, like his profession. Yeah. He, well, it wasn't even it wasn't illegal yet. Well. He's gonna he's a competitor to the uh, servant girl. Um, Annihilator. Uh, So this guy was tall, so he's boosted all the guys out of the 
the hole in the ceiling. Wow. But he stayed behind because he was confident he'd win his case. Well, yeah, because, again, murdering wives wasn't illegal. Mm-hmm. Actually, violence against women was a uh, was a collegiate sport. Mm-hmm. And also, he didn't think he was going to get some demerits for, I don't know, helping everybody else fuck this game. Those guys? Yeah, I don't know, man. I was asleep, uh, and I woke yeah. up, and they were gone. I saw nothing. <laughs> He's got, like, boot prints on his shoulders. <laughs> <Those> guys. <laughs> so this occurred less than a week after El Fago said he was hanging out with uh, in uh, Albuquerque with Billy the Kid. Yep. Then and they went out for ice cream with fucking Josiah Doc Skurlock and mm-hmm. fucking but Geronimo was Also, there. in that story, he said that he and the kid hung around Albuquerque for a couple of weeks, so that doesn't match up either. Mark Twain doing, was there crying. Do, doing meth with Jesse Pinkman and <laughs> Thomas uh, Edison was speaking there. Of, speaking of Better Call Saul. <laughs> Uh, Baca claimed that his cousin asked for his help in the town of Kelly, which was 25 miles west of Socorro. He said that his cousin said that the Cowboys were always getting drunk in a saloon and store on Saturday nights and shooting it up. So he went to Kelly alone and calmed everybody down by simply stating his name. Like El Fago did? Yeah, because he's such a badass. Shut everybody up. <laughs> fuck? He hasn't even done anything yet. Oh, well, right. they all leave quietly when he does. Oh, uh-huh. sure, huh? It is I, Chief Elf. I have come. Maybe he's just, yeah, yeah. or maybe it's just one of those things where he's just giving off the vibes of like, I don't want to be, he's, be he's giving this. off school shooter vibes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck this guy, I'm out of here, man. He's got a written house face. <laughs> Fucking. And he tells his uh, cousin that he's unfit to run the store. I am unfit to run the store. Oh, he oh, tells his cousin, cousin that he's unfit to run the store. Yeah. Yeah. And he told all the Hispanic citizens of town to come and take all the store stuff from his cousin. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> This guy doesn't make any fucking sense, Will. Like, well, it's all it's all made up. Don't well, worry. Yeah, but he also doesn't know the word merchandise either. Did they have fucking Chat GPT fucking make it up? <laughs> yep. or like uh, another story. Balka claimed to have uh, burnt a cork and then rubbed it on his face and did a minstrel show. I'm oh sure. fuck no! No, well he disguised himself as a colored servant to catch a murder when uh, he was oh, sheriff. God uh-huh. damn it, dude! But I knew there's that. there's no way to to yeah. I mean, that's almost the most plausible thing we've heard kind of so far. <laughs> so far. At, least the, at least the, you know, blackface, probably not the solving crime. Oh, wait, did, you said he becomes a politician at some point? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That, yeah. That Mostly tracks. a lawyer, but yeah. Who was the one that, yeah, the college pictures surfaced? Yeah, really? it was uh, fucking, uh, boo, 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 boo. there was a bunch of them, dude. Like, yeah. There was a yeah, whole name bunch. One, there was uh, what Trudeau did. Trudeau that. did, Oh, yeah, that's right. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. It was a different time. <laughs> still, it sad. wasn't racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just in bad taste. <laughs> uh, so the famous story is uh, 1884 and Baca's 19. Uh, there's three little villages in western Socorro County near the Arizona border. One was too hot. One was too cold. Mm. The, the other, other was just right. Just right. Yep. And they were called the Frisco Plazas. Mm. And now they're near Reserve, New Mexico. Reserve? Like special, special reserve. Yep. Small batch. Ooh. New Mexico. Oh, so I was just thinking uh, fucking 211 steel reserve. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's for a forest reserve. The only thing I've had worse than steel reserves, remember when I had uh, camo when we were down in... Camo? Oh. What type we're, of beer? We down, oh, yeah. We were visiting, like, was it Mr. Bonkers, or who the fuck were we visiting? I don't know. Was it his brother? Terrible. <laughs> Where was this? Uh, Oregon somewhere. It was a beer called Camo? Yeah. yeah. And it was like... Cheap as fuck. It was like big old, yeah. Here's your sign. Yeah. So Hispanics settled that in about 1870, but then 10 years later, all the cowboys from Texas come in. Oh, no. Thanks for building this town. Get the fuck out. There goes the neighborhood. So the cowboys would come to the northernmost plaza at uh, Mulligan Saloon to drink. Mm. Can you get another try? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
This beer, <laughs> this beer I shanked off in another the woods. Another try. <laughs> Marky, another try. Uh, sometimes they terrorize the Hispanics along the way. Shocking. What? Texans terrifying Hispanics? That <laughs> glad they quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so this version, first version is from Bauckham, sell from that pamphlet. Oh, God. Uh, he said he was working in a store in Socorro. So a deputy stops in from Frisco. Did he also just fucking shame the other guy that was running the store? Probably. You're not fit to run this. <laughs> hey, everybody, free store stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so a deputy stops in from, from there and says the cowboys there were raising hell, but he knew that he'd be killed if he did anything just imagine about the it. California raisins dresses cowboys. Oh, I was picturing mm-hmm. more like they're, like, literally they've drawn, like, a pentagram on the ground with salt, and they're, like, <laughs> sprinkling chicken blood on it and yeah. reading incantations. But also they're dressed up as raisins. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the deputy claimed, or this is Baca's story, but the deputy said before he left, there was seven cowboys that were drunk, and they took a Mexican named El Burro, and they laid him on the counter. The Burro? That's unfortunate. And yes. one guy sat on his chest and gave him a Cleveland steamer. Shut the fuck up. No, no. no, one guy sat on his chest, one on his legs, and they, quote, altered the poor Burro right in front of everybody. Altered? Oh, they nutted him? Maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> altered him? Altered him. Like they lit some candles and prayed to him? I, I hope it was that and not like the uh, involuntary like transitional sex procedure that I'm yeah. kind of picturing. It could be a Rocky Mountain Oysters, with your, but I don't know what they call it down in with New your, Mexico. Well, New Mexico. Taos Oysters. Taos Oysters. Gross. That's so, not great. So another guy told him to stop it, but they did the same to him. Then, this is probably all bullshit. Anyway. Yeah. If, well, if not, it's a fucking... Goddamn war crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they tied him up and used him for target practice, but he was shot four times but didn't die. That's the worst part. I, I mean, me it, it, it's all the worst part. <laughs> yeah. So the deputy tells uh, El Fago that he was ashamed for not doing anything. And if he wanted, uh, if Baca wanted the job, he'd give it to him. And uh, uh, Baca agreed if the deputy would take him back there. Or, of course, there's other stories where he just, what did you say, he just finds a, a 10 star? I, I, I heard one, or one account said he made himself one. He, like, took, like, some, like... <laughs> cardboard and silver spray pretty, paint. <laughs> like, pretty much. Like, uh, or, like, a lid of a can or some shit and, like, cut a kind of a star. Another one said it was, like, a child's toy star that he got. All right, this guy. This guy's starting to grow on me. Yeah, I get behind that. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking deputy, you bitches. You know, <laughs> and he's he's what like nineteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, D E P U D E. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the cowboys come back into Mulligan's, shooting it up. Uh, one cowboy bonked another on the head with a gun. So Fago walks up to him and tells him to quit it. Hey, now. Stop bonking people with your gun. It's called buffaloing, Dad. Mm -hmm. And he knew that guy had just fired five times and only had one left. Oh, is he dirty hair in him? Mm -hmm. Do you feel lucky? So this cowboy shoots off his hat and uh, gets away to the ranch he was working on, and Baca follows him there. Oh, God. Uh, So Baca said he had only one one guy help him versus 30 cowboys, but he arrests this guy and takes him to Lower Frisco. And 12 cowboys come in that night armed to the teeth. Yeah. But instead of releasing the prisoner, El Fago said he'd give him the count of three before he starts shooting. shooting. Right. Then they reach for his weapons, and at three, Baca starts shooting. He's probably one, two, three. Yep. And they ran. It's the fucking uh, Angels with Dirty Wings or whatever. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Oh, yeah, the fucking uh, home alone. Keep that change, you filthy animal. (laughs) 
And he shoots one, and uh, he also shoots a horse, too. Yeah, that's... What the fuck? Well, and the horse fell on the guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to more of that in the real yeah. real version here. Uh, next morning, two friends stop by and say 100 men were waiting for him along the road. They just, uh, like, spawned? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> so Baca tells the rest of the town to hide in the church, and then Baca goes talks to the judge, and then comes the in the cowboys. It was about 80 at the time. I am literally picturing kind of like, uh, you know, when Ralphie from The Christmas Story is having oh, yeah. his delusions with his... Black Bart. With his, his, yeah, Black Bart. And all the guys dressed like the fucking hamburger uh-huh. and shit. Yeah. I am picturing that. <laughs> totally. Only they're wearing cowboy hats. Uh, you find townspeople stay inside this church. I'm going to go take care of these sons of bitches. Right. They're all, yeah, once again, wearing black Stetsons, but they have the little mask and they yeah. have the stripy shirts. The camera's mm-hmm. overcranked, so they it's like the, the yeah. part in the episode of The Monkees where everything's going way too fast. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Baca comes out and disarms two of the cowboys that he knew. Like what, with his fucking kung fu? Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Arm falls off. Another guy shoots at him, but Baca knew he wasn't shooting to kill since there's people behind him. He's probably just shooting over his head. That's a brave assumption to make. (laughs) But then Baca goes into a heckle. Hmm? Uh It's a, a little, kind of a small little house. Oh, okay. But kind of, it had a, a sod roof, but real thin... Uh, adobe walls? Not even adobe walls, just like real thin wood walls. Actually, I think I've seen a picture of it or something. Yeah. But uh, if it had real thick adobe walls, you would have been fine in the house. On that weird show I was telling you about that's kind of half made by a weird, you know, those like Christian broadcasting things that they either do Christian broadcasting stuff where they make like quote unquote historical stuff that's definitely just all like straight manifest destiny thing mm-hmm. you know they're kind of way into that or like world war ii hero shit uh there's uh some series i can't remember what the fuck it's quite called but uh, it like it stars it's bat masterson after he's a lawman and he's going around interviewing all these people mm. and so they'll tell these like they do wild bill they do all and they that's where i first became aware of el fago is an okay. episode of that so in the show it's like an adobe Oh. House. It looks. No. It reminded me of like Luke's house in Tatooine, where it's like Adobe, but then it's dug down about three feet, so it's like you know you didn't have to build the house so tall, right? If you just mm-hmm. dig it out a ways, which yeah. comes into play because yes. I think that is the case. That's, even if that's the, how he survives. Yeah. Yes, yeah, kind of just lays down. Yep. El Fago <laughs> Baca, famous moisture farmer. On the mm. show, it shows him like making coffee while he's getting shot. At. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into this little house. Uh, he had to tell the owner's son to get off the roof. Probably. Why, why was he on the roof? Just hanging up. Uh, Baca said he heard a man named Kearns get off his horse and say, oh, get that little Mexican out of there. I love that he knows the guy's name. Yeah. And, listening he, to him. and he heard him get off the horse like he yeah. slammed the door on it. Or like, <laughs> like when he jumped. <laughs> boop, boop. Kearns. <laughs> so Baca shoots both his guns at him. Uh, the man leading the fight was Jim Cook. He was in charge of Slaughter's Ranch. Yep. Hey, that's a good thing to do at a ranch, I guess. Uh, during the fight, Baca said he had made some beef stew and some beef coffee at the same time. Hey, man, wife gives you lemons. Some beef, beef stew. coffee? Like, no, I just like bovril. <laughs> you know that's a thing in like England, right? Beef it tea? Is? Beef tea? Beef tea, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did look that up. Maybe that's how I, I, I had that written down for stuff to it's do. It's kind of like when we'd go to the fucking um, the egg expo, they'd always have like just uh, beef bullion, and you'd walk around drinking that. The egg expo? Man, they fucking left some shit on the table in that name. The egg expo. Oh, oh, oh. Agricul- it should be called the Agspo. Ag- ag- uh, agricultural Expo. You can see the finest new milking machines and like mm-hmm. the highest tech swathers. And <laughs> just imagining a bunch of old dudes watching this milking machine, like I mean, kind of. I mean, like all everyone with hard ons. <laughs> I don't know about that, but like it's very much kind of that. It's like, ooh, you're building a new barn. Check out this tin siding. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, here's a 
fucking Massey Ferguson, whatever the fuck. Thresher. Like, yeah. And then, oh, look, here's some steroids for your cow, because we don't care about <laughs> free, organic shit. Free steroids for your cow. Well, uh, you'd get samples of shit. You'd yeah, get exactly. samples, like cow vitamins and shit. Yeah. Like vitamins made out of cows? No, for your cows. For oh. your cows. It's like dick pills Both. for your cows or whatever. They're shaped or, like a, it's like the... Uh, Flintstones? What, yeah, I was going to say, it's like it's like the Flintstones, oh. but for cows. So no, they're like, like other cows, but cool cows with like sunglasses on. <laughs> well, you know how you, you have cows pills sometimes, right? Yeah. You're like, you've seen that, like the apparatus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the really long plastic glove you have to shove up their hoo-ha? No, when you're giving them pills. You, you don't wear gloves? <laughs> no. And then like, no, it's for shoving it down their throat. It's, oh, okay. it's like a stick. Mm-hmm. That has a hollow slidey thing, mm-hmm. and the pills are like, uh, like a uh, picture, like a n- normal diameter, like hot dog, not like a, not yeah. like a, a Johnsonville or something, like a regular hot dog, yeah. Like, and then picture that like cut into like about a third, so they're they're good size, sure. Like a fun fun size Snickers, maybe a little longer and a little less girthy. Okay. And so yeah, you just ram this plastic tube down their throat, and you give the thing a smack, which it fires sends it. it shooting down. Mm-hmm. So you know those. Um, you ever seen a cow magnet? Like they yeah, have yeah, at yeah. Yep. Okay, so those are applied in the same way. They're called cow magnets, right? Because cows are fucking stupid. Yeah. And they'll eat a bunch of nails and shit while they're grazing, mm-hmm. and that shit'll get in their fucking four-chambered stomach and tear it up. But if you get a magnet down in there, then all that metal just sits in a fucking ball in their stomach and doesn't tear up their guts as bad is the theory. Right. But so, yeah, that's cow pills. I knew about that one. Okay. I didn't know there was an apparatus for feeding them pills. It's They don't like it when you do that to them. No (laughs) No shit. (laughs) No shit. It's like akin to the machine they use to force feed fucking geese to make a pate. It is like that. Uh, the, The scale is off, though. You know, the cow is pretty big and can handle it but it's just the fact that you know their throat isn't straight and that thing you can kind of feel it scraping as it ugh. it always made my like yeah throat hurt when i'd watch my dad fucking administer el fuego baca people yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway oh uh so uh el he's making he's making beef coffee and he said over 400 shots were fired at him in 36 hours he said the only he's two making f- coffee for 36 hours well in, in the meantime, okay. in, in between the shots, he's making beef coffee. Several several cups. He said the only two things that weren't hit was a statue that was over 600 years old of, and of himself. The, well, and the statues of the Virgin Mary. Of, so. of course, yes. This is what oh, saves wow. him. Yes. Uh, then he said a sheriff from Socorro he knew showed up and named Ross, and he asked uh, Baca to surrender. Uh, he agreed, but he had to t- keep his guns, so the cowboys stayed 30 paces behind. So they took him to Socorro, where they were still building a jail, and they keep Baca in the cell with no roof. <laughs> so like a box? They, they had like him in a <laughs> refrigerator box? Hey, at least they built the walls first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be a roof and like two walls or something. I like the one where they peg people down <laughs> to the yeah, ground with a cattle hide. Yeah. <laughs> Next to a fucking bear. bear. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so in Albuquerque, is tried for murder, but he gets off. He always gets off. Yeah. Well, plus he was a deputy with a tin star. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, and of course, in his pamphlet, he said, since then, I've been a number one peace officer and criminal lawyer. And uh, of course, this is when he was running for judge in the 1920s. So he like arrests you and then represents you in court? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a conflict. No conflict. He put him in jail. He's like, "Here's my card." <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. There's a couple of couple of things like that. Fabulous. So some of this was true. So Cook, uh, one of the cowboys that surrounded him, wrote his own account in 1923. 
Bacchus had a bio come out by a guy named Crichton, Michael Crichton, probably, yep. <laughs> in 1928. That he was borrowed, half cyborg, half man. Well, it was right before Jurassic Park hit. Yeah, yeah. He got kind of buried by that. In Future World or whatever it was. Yeah, Westworld. Westworld. And Future uh, World. Oh, Westworld was just a movie, though. I don't think there ever was a book, was there? Probably not. I don't know. Anyway, he borrowed from this version. So in that version, he kind of tells both sides. Also, William French had his own virgin, virgin, not mm, virgin. Probably one of those two. Yep. <laughs> uh, French was the ranch manager right before Cook of the big slaughter uh, ranch there. French, so, French Cook slaughter. Yep. So French and Cook say Baca was there at Frisco Plaza's campaigning for the re-election of uh, Sheriff Pete Simpson in Socorro. Uh, the man Baca had arrested was William McCarty, 22 years old. He is an employee of John B. Slaughter, not John H. Slaughter. No. <laughs> There's John, two John Slaughters yeah. in this fucking town? Yeah, well, John H. Slaughter was a Texas cowman who went on to be sheriff of Cochise County. He was Is the sloop, sloop John B. named after John B. Slaughter? So, Patri, oh. Patrocino Martinez. Yes, that's good pronunciation. Said in 1958 that he was about 11 or 12 at the time, and his uncle's house was the one that uh, was in the shootout, so he's probably the kid on the roof. Uh, he said he, uh, when Baca announced himself as deputy sheriff, no one believed him because he was 19 years old. And, and his <laughs> star was made out of construction yep. paper. It's I, <laughs> deputy sheriff. Put your hands in the air. Yeah. Finally, he whipped out some papers that said he was a deputy. I'm a deputy. <laughs> I am deputy. <laughs> the Ron Swanson, I can do what I Oh, I've got a permit. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baca then asked some farmers to help him arrest McCarty, and some actually agreed, but they eat lunch first. Yep. So five farmers go to help, including Martinez's uncle. So they arrest Mar uh, McCarty and take him to a house for safekeeping since there's no jail there. But he escapes in the middle of the night. But the next day, Baca didn't know that when everybody shows up to break this guy out of jail, which he's not even in jail. <laughs> they try or, to break him out of the house. The house. Yeah, yeah. Well, and plus, he didn't go tell his buddies, look, guys, I got out of jail. And they're like, oh, still pissed <laughs> off. He's over having breakfast. Oh, fuck. So Baca had arrested McCarty after seeing him shooting in Milligan's store and also in the street. The judge in town not told him not to arrest McCarty because his friends will come and make trouble. Yeah. But Baca said uh, he'd show the Cowboys there's at least one Mexican in the country that's not afraid of the Cowboys. Yeah. Basically, the judge dreaded that shit. Mm -hmm. I am the law. So the judge refused to try McCarty. So <laughs> Baca says... he didn't want to get fucking shot by a bunch of Cowboys. <laughs> so Baca says, oh, I'll just take uh, McCarty to Socorro. Mm. So Milligan, the store McCarty shoot it up, uh, changed his mind about pressing charges anyway because he was afraid of the Cowboys too. And Milligan even goes along with the Cowboys to demand that Baca release McCarty. And uh, so Baca gives them to the count of three, then opens fire on this crowd. So everybody scrambled. Uh, leading the, the these guys was a guy named Young Parham. What? Young Young Parham? Young Parham. Okay. So he's the guy on the horse uh, who the horse gets shot and it falls on him and then he dies eventually. It breaks his back, I think. Mm -hmm. That does not please his buddies. Yep. Why? Because he's laying there screaming and paralyzed with a horse on top of him. While, right, but our boy, while, didn't, our while, boy didn't kill him. He just hit the horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The horse killed him. Once again, it also, yeah, we alluded to school shooters. Yep. Once again, 19-year-old just raining, raining bullets <laughs> yeah, on everybody. Yeah. Uh, another cowboy, Tabe Allen, got shot in the knee, but he survives. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly. So, you get shot in the head, you, you live. You get shot in the knee, you die a mm -hmm, week later. Mm -hmm. So the cowboys flee, and they sound the alarm that the Mexicans everywhere were killing all the white people. Oh, Hispa oh. Hispanic panic. <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, this never happens anymore. Yep, yep they had already killed five guys, and they're going to kill everybody. Yep. So that's when they get the hundred cowboys together. Uh, so this uh, bullshit even makes it into the Silver City paper, uh, seventy miles away. Uh, They're in league with the Chinamen and the Red Indians. Yep, and of course the white people claim McCarty shot inside the store by accident. He was just trying out his gun. (laughs) (laughs) And also that Parham had went to go talk to Bauckham just to ask him to release McCarty so he can go back to work. Yeah, work release program. Find him. Ankle bracelet. Yeah, whatever. So the next morning, the 100 Cowboys came back, uh, including French and Cook. They have 100 fucking Cowboys, but they need the one guy. Otherwise, the cattle drive is just done. It's over. (laughs) He's got all the maps, man. Yeah. Yep. So they show up in town, and they didn't find any race war going on, so they're like, bummed. Damn it. So they just go to the bar, Milligan's again, because it's the only bar in town, uh, out of the three towns. Milligan's like, God, I make so much money, but I got to replace all the glassware, like, every night. Yep. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of your job, only nobody should Paper cups, you. everybody. Use yeah. coasters. Mm-hmm. Cup your hands. Let me... Walk by with a fucking ladle in a bucket. <laughs> just have them put their heads down on the yeah, bar and exactly. baby bird that shit. Yeah. So they get Baca to agree to come out and deliver McCarty to the judge in the upper plaza with the cowboys behind. So they uh, in the court there, they had the judge fine uh, McCarty $5 and have him released. But McCarty complained that Baca still had his pistol. and But once court was let out, Baca disappears. So he kind of hurries past all the cowboys outside and kind of lowered his hat. And then goes to the the, the hackle, the, the little shack yeah. there. Uh, so it does have a dirt floor, which was about 18 inches below the outside level. So basically when everybody's shooting, he's just lying down flat on the just ground. Just enough and, to trip over when you come in all drunk and it's dark yep. and you yeah. don't have lights you can flip on. Uh, so either way, most of the cowboys get drunk and most go home. They find out that Baca was in this hackle. One guy, Bert Hearn, you said Kern before, it was yeah. Hearn. Knocked on the door, and Baca shoots him in the chest, and he oh. di- died in French's arms later that night. Damn. And French said, he just petered out. <laughs> um, okay, yep. <laughs> That's one way. So hearing these shots, all the cowboys come back over, including Cook. So now it's 40 to 60 cowboys surround the hackle. And so Baca shoots out, and they return fire. So this goes on until about dark. Uh, Baca told Crichton, the uh, biographer, that they even tried to dynamite the house during the night. Mm-hmm. Part of it did collapse. Yeah. Wait, wait. Was he shooting out at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he couldn't have been very fucking much unless he'd like you know toted a crate of ammo in with him. Yeah, I'm just. He's supposedly what had like two pistols, right? That I thought you said he had two at one point. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But either which way, I mean, a average bullet belt in those days that's holding what maybe like 20, 30 rounds. But the dynamite is BS. But Cook did say they did get some dynamite, but never got around to On using it. On the Bat Masterson show, they, they, uh, I think they use it. No. Or they have it, at least, yeah. Yeah. They did put burning logs on the roof, but it was all dirt. That'll teach you. But part of it probably did collapse because of all the bullet holes in it, probably. Yeah. Uh, next morning, the Cowboys were convinced Baca couldn't have survived uh, the 36 hours of shooting. But, but also then, nobody wanted to run up and, like, kick the door open. Well, they do see him making breakfast. So they open fire once again. I smell bacon. <laughs> so later that afternoon, Frank Rose, a Socorro County deputy, got Baca to surrender. Cook said that 4,000 shots were shotted at the house in 33 hours. 
Baca's like, yeah, I surrender. I'm out of bacon. I'm out of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any more fucking Triscuits. Well, good, because we're running low on bullets out here. This shit's getting expensive. <laughs> uh, so everything had a bullet in it, except for the statue in yes. Baca. Yep, because Jesus. Uh, Baca said at first it was 400 shots, but then he changed it to 4,000 when Cook said it. Because it sounds better. It's like, mm-hmm. why didn't I think of that? That's innovative. Uh, of course, another cowboy, Montague Stevens, said it was probably 400 because the whole county didn't have 4,000 rounds That's, at the time. sounds probably closer to accurate, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you only need really four shots shot at you. It's probably enough. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, and we've got a horse story for you. We're going to take this pony to school, and we're not fooling around. Join us as we teach a beautiful wide-set-eyed Arabian to count, spell, and make change. Later, we'll interview a drunken blacksmith that rebranded his failure, Horse Skis. All this and more on an all-new This Old Horse with your host, me, Bob Vila, and my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Pancho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific. A Bronson Swagger Company. Uh, Baca, especially late in life, said he killed four cowboys and wounded eight. But in this story, the only one he directly killed was Hearn. Who wasn't even shooting at him at the time, right? Yep. He just opened the door and got it. Uh, Parham died when the horse fell on him. Uh, Tabe Allen got shot in the knee. Uh, Another reason why it might have taken 33 hours, because the cowboys had an interpreter yell at Baca in Spanish. And he didn't speak very good Spanish. No, not at the time, anyway. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the guy you were talking about at the parts store that just throws a, like... Speaking English with a Mexican accent. Yeah, throws the Cheech fucking born in East L.A. (laughs) fucking Uh accent at it. So the trial of Baca killing Hearn was moved to Albuquerque. Uh, During the trial, the defense produces a letter that claimed that Baca was the deputy. Uh, This contradicts Baca saying that he was self-appointed later in life. According to Crichton's... Fucking just self-appoint your... Uh, fuck, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> some sovereign citizen. Uh, exactly, some John Ham fucking Fargo mm-hmm. shit. According to Crichton's bio, one cowboy said he aimed a pistol about a foot away and shot, but it had no effect because Jesus. Baca was possessed by God or Satan. Oh, yeah. oh, good. It was Jesus. Yep, fucking... So Baca's testimony appears in the Albuquerque newspaper May 9th, 1885, and there's a lot of difference between that and the 1920s pamphlet, which he pumped up. He said McCarty was drunk and insulting him uh, and Mulligan at the same time. And when he came to get McCarty out, the lady of the house had locked it from the outside when she left the, the shack there. I want to know the insults. Is it just like, oh, fucking stripes and polka dots uh, after Labor Day? I'm gonna, fucking crazy? I'm going to assume it had to do more with him being Mexican. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right, yeah. Yes. So Baca was found not guilty. And they also have a trial for the horse fall on guy guy. So the horse got the horse corpse. The horse got taken to court for killing the guy. The dead horse. No, well, I mean B- Baca they put for a fucking outhouse on, on trial uh, one time. So yeah. yeah, and the hat you get the hat. Yeah. The hat was interrogated. Yep. Anyway, he's not guilty on that one too. So, but now he has a bad reputation. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, during his trial, Ofego meets Frantisquita uh, Palmer. Mm-hmm. Did you say something backwards? Yep. Uh, She was 16 and he was 20, and she agrees to marry him if he's not guilty or found not guilty. (laughs) Wow, that's a consolation prize, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) And they go on to live in Albuquerque. Uh, Baca was deputy sheriff and county jailer in Albuquerque until he got appointed U.S. Marshal in 1886. 
He got appointed, or he yeah. appointed himself? Yeah, uh, a little bit of both. Still probably, probably the most legit appointment he's had thus far. So. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what he says, but the paper in that year oh. also meant calls him a ruffian and not a deputy, and he gets in trouble for brandishing a handgun and got a $25 fine and 50 days in jail. Oh, so he is a sovereign citizen. <laughs> okay. He's a ruffian, not a, not a deputy. Yeah. In August 1886, a guy was arrested for beating El Fago, but he was only fined $1. Oh. So he's like, this guy probably deserved yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, we got to do something, but... Uh, a little while later, he was in the paper again for being accused of almost starting a riot by attacking a copper to get his friend released from jail, and he was fined 15 bucks for that one. He's a cop, but he's attacking other cops? Yeah. Yeah. I mean- well, <laughs> years later, Baca said the judge gave him the option of paying a $10 fine or 30 days in jail, but since he was already the jailer, he took the 30 days and let himself out. <laughs> wow. <fuck>? <laughs> Hey, since I work at jail, I'm there anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the 30 days. <laughs> Fuck. Sure. Uh, January 1887, Charlie Ross and Kid Johnson, they shoot two marshals. Uh, Kid Johnson escapes. Uh, Ross was caught later, but he and another murderer escape again somehow, getting the key from the jailer El Fago. It's a loot drop. Mm-hmm. And, floating in space. Yep, even the newspaper at the time claimed that Baca was bribed and gave him the key. Uh, they later were caught in, uh, after they derailed a train to rob it. Uh, it was a passenger train, no, not the not the one they actually mm-hmm. wanted. So they, you know, their their haul honestly was, killed. I was going to say their haul was a human gazpacho mm-hmm. fucking mess, <laughs> pretty much. So they were returned, but Ross was never charged for the murder of the two marshals because there wasn't enough evidence. Uh, Forty years later, in 1929. Uh, George Fitzpatrick, a reporter and historical communi- columnist, not communist. Historical communists. <laughs> he gets a call from uh, Baca asking him to come to his law office. So George comes over. It's a trap. Uh, Baca has this old man in his office and said it was Kid Johnson, the guy who escaped. What? <laughs> Did he just like check an old dude out of a nursing home and like, shut up, old man. We're- <laughs> I got a story for We're you. We're going to the park after this. Just come with me. <laughs> Uh, Are you my grandson? (laughs) Is there soup there? (laughs) The kid, the old man now, said he was shot in the neck and in the foot while he was shooting it out with the marshals with his partner, Ross. So he he describes his escape. Uh, He also said he put his foot in salt to keep it safe. In salt? Mm, Well, if you got a gunshot in there. Oh, okay. I was imagining his foot got blown off, and he was, I, like, yeah, putting was it in a box of salt. Like he cured it, it like a ham? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How much you want? Give me a half a pound. Yeah, yeah. Put some cloves in there, too. And he also said, uh, the kid said that he was there for the or the, the shootout at the house, too. Why not? Shit. I mean, he was there. He faked the moon landing, mm-hmm. and he I also, was there when Jesus was hung on the cross. Also, I killed him. <laughs> he also tells uh, of other shootouts and adventures with blackjack, uh, ketchup, and oh, Pancho Villa. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, and fucking Batman. He under he was the first Robin, but then they they uh, hired the white kid. You know, so he got. Oh yeah, yeah. When blackjack ketchup's head popped off, uh, yeah. I took it with me. Keychains, my best friend now. Yeah, I drank from the fountain of blood shooting out of his <laughs> neck stump, and he gave me superpowers and dark vision. So the reporter finally asked about Ross, the other partner, and he said, oh, he's living in California, but he's not using his his real name, not yep. Pop Ross or anything. He's going by fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, what's his name? Like, Hurst. Like, oh, yeah. William Randolph Patty Hurst. Hurst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, O.J. Simpson. So Baca lives in Socorro in the 1890s, and he held different public offices. He studies law and got a round to relearning Spanish. 
Uh, Baca claimed to be a clerk, then mayor, then school superintendent, then DA. But in 1906, he was forced to resign. Got his degree from PragerU School of Law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it Guam University? Was yeah, that, that uh, Saul's. Saul's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, University of American Samoa. Go oh. land crabs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who can you sue? Try police departments, libraries, construction companies, school officials, cleaning services, financial institutions, local and international, your neighbors, your family members, your church, synagogue, or other religious institution, your employers, your employers' customers, suppliers, companies in other countries, companies that made the drugs that were turned into the drugs that you took. The possibilities are limitless. But Saul, how can I sue these people and institutions? I have no grounds. Do me a favor. Let me answer that question in person. Uh, he had uh, Charles Mallet arrested for carrying concealed weapons, but it was found out that Baca had him arrested over a political dispute because Mallet was a Chinese inspector. A what? Uh, an, an inspector who was Chinese or one who no, inspects Chinese people? Probably inspects the railroad for to kick out Chinese people, I would okay. guess. Or just... Not necessarily railroad, but just to kick out Chinese people. Because it's I, 1890s. I love I the crazy shit that these companies will fucking blow their money on. As, as, as a, Instead of like paying, I don't know, living wages and fucking medical, um, medical uh, coverage. They were, I, was it, I can't remember if it was like uh, Stuff You Should Know or which one I was listening to. And they were doing kind of like, uh, oh, the Battle of Blair Mountain. And then the one that precedes that with the uh, one of the Hatfield or the McCoys or all that shit. And yeah, just the amount of money... That they spend, like, suppressing shit, too, instead of just giving the people the fucking pay raise. Or yeah. I mean, and they talked about, like, Ludlow a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's fucking what Amazon does. They spend, yeah. like, millions of dollars, like, in, uh, like, negative campaigns against uh, unionization. But at least they don't actively, like, you know, there's no Jeff Bezos, like, MRAP, like, rolling into uh, Fulfillment Center number two and, like... Not yet. Yeah, not yet. So this mallet was a Chinese inspector, so he had the right to carry firearms. So Baca was uh, campaigning on cleaning up the town. So Baca claims that Mallet was carrying a gun while singing in church, where there's no Chinese, so there's no reason for you to have a gun. <laughs> One would argue. Wait, was that the charge? It was carrying a weapon while singing? Singing in church. In church, okay. But Baca's critics said that he had Mallet arrested because Mallet was invited to a governor's party and not Baca, so he got jealous. But How old it, is he? Is he still 19? It was like some mean girl shit. Like... But a jar jury did convict Mallet, but was later dismissed by a judge anyway. So he has to quit because of this. So after being a DA, he worked as a cow detective. I'm a still funny. <laughs> yeah. We fucked her. We like shit on this so many times. Well, I, I just still want to see. Yeah, like now a sitcom where it's the Chinese inspector and the cow detective. <laughs> like, you know. They hate each other, but they get, they get like teamed up together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Classic 90s like buddy comedy movie. Mongolian beef. Cop movie. Exactly, so, that's their area of crossover expertise. But the, the cow detective is an animated character. Mm -hmm. So it's like a fucking uh, last action hero when he's like... Yeah, that cat. Like, yeah, and he's like, uh, Johnson, you're teamed up with the cartoon animated mm -hmm. cat. Oh, oh come on, chief. No, but this cow is like cow from cow and chicken. Only uh -huh. with a six, oh, six shooter yeah. and a hat. Dumb as like, shit. Kind of dressed like a quick draw McGraw. But Hell yeah. yeah. What was the other one? He's like... He's like, Stevens, you're teamed up with the digital re-representation of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Baca studies law when he was county clerk, and he was admitted uh, by Judge A.A. A. Freeman. Uh, Baca read uh, Smith's Elementary Law, so law for dummies, <laughs> and a few chapters of Blackstone's commentaries. 
which uh, was just enough to prepare him to pass the bar, and he did. And two months later, he joined the law firm of Freeman and Baca in Socorro. Mm. All right. So in 1936, Baca tells this story. He said in 1898, a district judge, uh, Leland, hired him as bodyguard and interpreter, and they traveled to Roswell. So at the bar, they meet two... Yeah, they meet two grays. Two grays. <laughs> the, the cow detective's like, "Yep, I'm going. To, I'm going to grays too." The bar is the full on like cantina from fucking Moss Eisley. It's like, why are you always mutilating us? <laughs> so they meet two Texans who owned a sheep ranch, and they complain that they're going to be out two thousand dollars because they had put up a, a bond for one of their elderly sheep herders who got into a shootout with another Mexican, but he hadn't been seen in three weeks. So Baca said for $500, he could get the case settled for him. So he gets his money in advance. Then he tells his friend, uh, the Judge Leland, about it, or actually, you know, employer, not mentioning that the old Mexican had fled the country or fled somewhere. He asked the judge to fine him $50 and not send him to jail because the Roswell schools needed money for crayons. (laughs) So the judge agrees to this. So Baca then went out and found an old Mexican who couldn't speak English. Oh, my God. He's just going (laughs) to... It's so literally what you just were talking about <laughs> a second ago. You found some random old guy. <laughs> yep. like, Shut yo, up. Quiero, yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> Silencio, por favor. This, yeah. this is very car saw. <laughs> oh so for $25, he asked old man to appear in court just and just say guilty and nothing else. And guilty. Then he, then he agrees. He has it like written on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> then they give, the, they give the old man the guillotine. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go to go to court, and Judge Leland asked the old man, and he said, guilty. And the judge said, $50 fine. And the old man said, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> so this irritated the judge, and he said, I'm going to make you Mexicans obey the law of this country, and next time you come in here, you're going to get the pen. You was, that just... a, was that a speak English or die kind of fucking? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God. God. Yep. So Bach is a smart ass, and he translates to the old man. And he said, "Well, the judge has said anytime you Mexicans are not treated properly, you should let them know." <laughs> <laughs> so the old old Mexican says again, "Gracias," <laughs> which makes the judge even matter. <laughs> he says, "Tell that Mexican he has nothing to thank me for. Tell him I don't like his looks. He looks like an outlaw and an imposter." From no, his he's per- definitely one of those. <laughs> yep. From his appearance, I should assume he escaped from another country, no doubt, have oh committed my, some crime. Tell me he'd best God. stay out of my court. Oh, it my has not changed God. one fucking. They're not sending their best. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking rapists. They're <laughs> yeah. whatever mm-hmm. criminals. So Baca translates Jesus again to the, the old Mexican, <laughs> again being a smart ass. He says, the judge said he's very much impressed with your appearance. He likes your courtroom manner, and he sends his compliments to your mother. <laughs> gracias. And the old man says, gracias. <laughs> so finally, the judge just d- dismisses court. Fuck. So back, uh, Baca gives the old Mexican the $50 to pay the fine, and then $25 for, her, for his, his yeah, yep. fee. And then so he's... He, Baca's left with like 425 bucks. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Baca leaves the courtroom and the te- two sheep ranchers said, uh, that's not our old Mexican. We, we oh, put they all the look bond the same. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it, man. <laughs> yep. Case They're all related. Ah, he, he like shaved and got a new serape. It's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not wearing a serape. Shut up. <laughs> so Baca also said when he went to a restaurant in Roswell, when he walked in, the owner said, oh, we don't serve Mexicans here. Well, good thing I was I'm not trying to buy States. a Mexican, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yep, so Baca pulled out a gun, and he was quickly served. So he's pulling a falling down all mm-hmm. of a sudden? So after we don't be- serve breakfast. Or it's, uh, what, uh, was it fucking Buck in the, the trucker fuck book? The little kid Buck? They're like, we don't serve his Oh, kind. yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, so fucking- So Mount Jack Pike. They, they order, like, 
double what they could eat and then just slide it over to him. And... I thought they also kicked the fuck out of everybody in the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, they end up because yeah. cause oh, they slide man. their food over to Buck and they're like, well, he, he's a Native American, he can't fucking eat here. And they're like, Hell yes, yeah. they definitely said Native American, too. Well, I'm not going to fucking say what they say in a stupid fucking racist book. So even after he becomes a lawyer, he gets into plenty of trouble. In 1896, he gets in trouble with his run for mayor. Uh, he was assaulting uh, William Martin. Assaulting or assaulting? insulting? Yep. Uh, in 1899, Baca told the Socorro chieftain paper he claimed that, that Estevan Baca, the Socorro postmaster, tried to get David Baca to shoot El Fago Baca. Uh, D- David Baca gave him a sworn statement saying that the postmaster wanted El Fago killed because he was trying to steal his land. So this is Rock Ridge, only everybody's Baca instead <laughs> of Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> but David refused to kill him. Kill him. Right. I can't kill my own brother cousin. Uh, David then said that the postmaster said he was friends with the DA. Jimmy Baca, I'm assuming. Yep. And if he didn't do it, the DA would prosecute him. Anyway, a couple years later, El Fago moves to El Paso. In 1911, with the New Mexico becoming a state, he was nominated for his run at, uh, uh, for the House of Representatives, but he lost. The House of Representatives. But he helped fellow rep uh, Albert Bacon Fall get in. Mm, Bacon, I want to go to Bacon Falls. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so he nominates his friend there. But the state legislature had to vote on the U.S. senators, and only a few votes separated Fall from all the other candidates, Bacon Falls. And the other guy was Bull Andrews. Yes. So, yep. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, buddy. Yep. So Baca lured four Hispanic legislatures who supported Bull to a hotel. Uh-oh. They were arrested for selling their votes. Oh, damn it. I thought he was going to like do the thing where they lure dudes to the hotel and get cops dressed up as hookers to get them to solicit them. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> Fucking, uh... Just, uh, just this guy dressed up as a... What's his name to catch a predator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you thought you were meeting up with a... <laughs> catch oh, some uh, uh, some cookies. No, no, I was just saying hi to an old friend. What's the box of what's condoms the, for, yeah, what, What's the Jack Daniels box of condoms <laughs> and fucking ju- uh, 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 juice Twi- box for? <laughs> the twisted tea. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what, what comedian said that, but he said his thing was would to, uh, you know... To see if it's a sting, sit out across the street, but get a pizza delivered. And if the pizza guy walked in and gets taken down by cops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love the, there, there was one of them I was watching. There's like a super cut you can watch. And it's like the, that the dude. Highly depressing. The dude walks in and uh, he's like, oh, I'm Chris Matthews or Andrews, whatever his fucking name yeah. is. Uh, and like, uh, you're here to see young girls. Like, no, no, I'm not here to. And then he just goes. And like the guy passes out, like he faints, <laughs> and fucking just smack. He like brains himself on the counter awesome. on the way down. Yeah, wow. So they end up having to fucking send an ambulance. <laughs> Damn it, cart his ass out of there. It's not worked the way I expected. <laughs> so the the four Hispanic politicians they get arrested for selling their votes, and they're put in jail for a couple of days. But with them absent, the state legislature voted, and the Bacon Falls gets in. And later, Bacon Falls gets served as Secretary Interior for the Warren G. Harding administration. Oh, good. And he was convicted on taking a bribe for the Teapot Dome scandal. I was just going to say it had to be Teapot Dome. Teapot Dome. Which is also your nickname from high school, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Also, Nate Dog was in there too, right? Nate Dog. Yeah, Warren G. and Nate Dog. Oh, I see. No? (laughs) Yep. I was going to say, when did you get get the... um, protrusion removed from your skull uh you know i don't like to talk about it uh again in 1913 baca tries to run again but gets disillusioned with republican politics because he's a republican all this time yes this is when things are still switching. politics has just gotten so corrupt and fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i saw a man beat another man with a cane on the floor <laughs> of the con- congress <laughs> 
So he had his law office in Albuquerque, also with living quarters and a printing plant in the same building. Oh, so he can do his propaganda. Yep. So he published a weekly newspaper. He also organized an independent political group called the Bolton Nut Club. He he published a weekly paper. Mm-hmm. So he basically had an 1800s fucking podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and also Bolton Nut Club sounds like fans of John Bolton. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're Bolton nuts. Or, or uh, Michael Bolton, probably. <laughs> like the guys from uh Ooh, they do from it. Office Space. Yeah, yeah. I celebrate his entire catalog. It's like, Dude. why should I change my name? He's the one that fucking sucks. <laughs> Ass hat. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Hmm. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. They <laughs> should do a combo of uh, a John Bolton mustache on Michael Bolton. There we go. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so in the paper, he put subscriptions, $2 a year for good citizens, $5 for bootleggers. Oh, he's got a Patreon, too. Fuck yep. yeah. Get it. $5 for bootleggers and $5 for prohibition agents. Wait, one more time? $5 for bootleggers? He's just bootleggers. being a smart ass. Okay, all right. But he's... <sighs> Playing the bootleggers against the prohibition. What the fuck? Yeah, but well, besides, he's, he's like, if you're bootlegging, it's five bucks. If you're a prohibitionist, five bucks. Yeah, bootleggers are bad, but so are prohibition agents. So. Okay. Yeah. He also printed business cards. On one side, it said lawyer. On the other side, private detective. Attorney Div- at law. Yep. Yeah, Divorce investigations are a specialty. So. Does he basically wants to hook up with your fucking Israeli <laughs> spouse? Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's like a fucking, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like the original that... That fucking show, the cheaters or whatever. I guess I've never watched that. <laughs> oh, the show's fucking. It's trash. It's great, but like uh, one of the, there's the episode. I think I think I told you about it. There's an episode where like they they take they find out his wife is like on this boat with like a, her boyfriend or whatever, and so they oh. show they show him video of it, and like he's like, what the fuck? He's like, well, we we've got another boat. We are ready to go out there. Let's go confront her. They go so seal team six that shit. They <laughs> hop in this boat and they cruise out to this yacht and they they board the boat. He's like, you thought I wouldn't find out, huh? And then her boyfriend whips out a knife and stabs the host of the fucking show. <laughs> I was yes. going to ask when the violence occurred. It's but... fucking amazing. And they left it in the show. Like, it's it's just on an episode of the show. And they didn't cancel like, it or anything. <laughs> like, you throw him back in the dinghy and you take off. You totally changed didn't, my didn't perception. Didn't see that right? happening. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so in 1910, the Mexican Revolution was just right across the border when he was living in El Paso, and of course he gets involved. He heard Pancho Villa was just on the other side in Juarez. Go meet the uh, the fighting Jew. Mm-hmm. He wondered if oh, we still have yet to do that guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that put put that on the list. Uh, he wondered if it was the same guy that he met in 1906 when he was trailing a cattle thief down in Mexico. So he thinks he knows Pancho, but probably probably doesn't. So he was convinced it was the same bandit he met five years before. So after Pancho wins and old President Diaz flees the country, Baca claims a messenger came to him in El Paso that Pancho wanted to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So Baca said he tried to get across the border, but the route was blocked by U.S. troops. And this pissed off Pancho. But then Baca... So Baca, then they attacked Columbus because of that, probably? Yep. Uh, so now Baca claimed that he uh, arranged somebody to get a, him one of Pancho's prized Mausers. Not a cat, just a, yeah, a, a yeah. gun. Probably the one that's in the picture here. That one right there. Yeah. Yep. It was hand-tooled. Is that why it's covered in Hello Kitty stickers? Yep. It says, and it says Meowser on it? Yep. yep. And it cost Poncho $1,000 for four of them, and Poncho even offered $30,000 to get it back. So but, somehow he gets this gun that he claims is Poncho's. Even though Poncho famously prefer, prefers the fucking Winchester 24, so... Mm-hmm. 
So in the counter-revolution, there's always a counter-revolution, General Huerta Sanchez gains control. Oh, Huerta. He hired Baca uh, to represent him in the U.S. government to get uh, political recognition. And so he made him say gracias to the fucking... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Baca traveled to D.C. at least once for for um, Horta there. Where he met Red Cloud when he was also in D.C. or oh, something. Oh, probably. Well, he's fucking forced, little... he's forced gumping his fucking way all the way across all this yeah, shit. That's so. right. Uh, Pacho then takes the town of Hohinga. Uh, so Salazar crossed the border to escape into Texas, and he was arrested for violating the Neutrality Act. Then he hires Baca to represent him in court. So Salazar told him to go to D.C. to get him released. And also, you know, you can go meet some of my friends in the bank in D.C. for his fee. Mm. Uh, so Baca thinks that these guys would probably haggle, so he aims high. So he said, uh, I'll take $30,000. Oh. And he was surprised that they handed over a cashier's check right away. Ooh. Uh, they even said they were authorized to hand out up to $100,000. Oh, they'll have that then. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and, and that man was John Jacob Astor and fucking Rockefeller. Like. Uh, Baca said he expected a lot less than $30,000. I would say so, since that's mm-hmm. kind of lifetime wages for some of these people. Mm-hmm. But Baca couldn't get Salazar out, and then Salazar got convicted of perjury because he said he didn't take part in that battle of Ohinga. Uh, he was held in jail in Albuquerque, but it was a short stay. Because four days later at 9.30 in the morning, uh, a judge and a marshal were standing downtown, and El Fago walks up and with his watch in his hand and asks what the time is, even though he has a watch in his hand. It's time to get ill. And yep. they say it's 9.30, and then Baca asks it's again. Late. It's early. Yep. Because he asks again, he said, you sure? Because a minute or two would be, you know, off, you know. Yeah. Uh, then he walks off, and they ask each other, what was that about? And then a few minutes later, the bartender at the White Elephant came out with a meat cleaver and banged it against a metal lamppost, which, <laughs> it, it's not, it's a prearranged signal to all the cops in the area to immediately report to the police chief, because the police called the bar and asked the bartender to go out and call in all the cops. What fucking town is this? Wait, wait what the hell's going on? Yeah, I don't know. When he, uh, Albuquerque, right? Albuquerque in 1910-ish. I, I thought he was going with, like, you know how Bugs, Bugs Bunny always takes the wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, like, yeah. They were standing in the street, and then the dirt started to rise up underneath their feet like tremors. And then uh, a rabbit jumped up and said, well, what's said- up, Doc? And he was... Also, when he said the bartender at the White Elephant came out with the cleaver, I was like, that'd be a pretty good White Elephant gift if you got a fucking meat cleaver. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the White Elephant before, I think. Mm. It's a a known place. That might have been the place in Fort Worth that somebody got shot in. There's more. Yeah, there's probably more than one White Elephant. It was like Bat Masterson or fucking Ben. Yeah, I'm thinking Ben Thompson might have shot somebody or somebody shot him. That was a know. while ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so pre, it was pre preordained that the bartender would come out at a certain time, clang <laughs> on the fucking lamp, all cleaver. the cops would go back to the well, precinct. That, well, they don't have any radios at the time, <laughs> yeah, so but if you needed a cop to to go back to the station, you just have the bartender. So the bartender's also the bang di- on police the, dispatcher, basically. Yep. So if the <laughs> if the cops sense. if the cops bartender weren't direct, going on. yeah, well, yeah, if they're not well, directly in the bar, they they're close by. I also anyway. can't not picture now the bartender as also a fucking Leatherface because he's got a fucking meat cleaver, <laughs> and I can't picture a guy with a meat cleaver without a, like a bloody apron. Well, yeah, and what, fucking, what kind of drinks are you making where you got to have a fucking meat cleaver in your hand? You just recycle them out of like ripping the guts out of the people that just <laughs> did shots and shit. <laughs> like he's dead. 
Capitola's <laughs> fucking juices, man. Squeeze their liver out like a sponge into a mm-hmm. Well, bucket. anyway, the general is broken out of jail at exactly 9.30, and the judge and the marshal realize that Baca was giving himself an alibi by asking the time. Oh, I see. Uh, he walks up and is like, uh, you guys know what time it is? Mm-hmm. So deputies Carlos Armillo and deputy Dolores Munoz were on duty. Uh, they get a call that there was a stabbing at the White Star Saloon. So Munoz wow, White goes. White Star and White Elephant. So they just leave one guy there, and he was reading a book, and then two masked men came in through an unlocked back door. It was Batman and Robin. And they demand the general. So the guard goes for his gun, but he was slashed in the hands. And, uh, Fucking Wolverine. <laughs> mm-hmm, and he was handcuffed. And, Ouch. And the two guys get uh, Salazar from upstairs, and he already had his stuff ready to go. He's already packed, so he knew it was all going on. But the guard yelled loud enough for the store clerk next door to let him out. And there had been no stabbing at the White Star, and uh, the posses were sent out, but no sign of the general. Okay. Who was probably put into, a, like, a bonnet and, mm-hmm. like, a prairie dress and... Dressed like a baby. Right. <laughs> put in a fucking little cart. Smoking a cigar. Right. So, months later, in April 1915, a federal grand jury indicted Baca and five others of breaking Salazar out of jail. Uh, one of the guards was one of those tried, Armillo. Another one arrested was Celestino Otero, who drove the getaway car. And he had recently died, shot by Baca. Oh. So two months before the indictment, Baca shot Otero under mysterious circumstances. Then Baca is surrendered right away and asked to be indicted, and also gives a statement to the press right away, too. So flood the zone with bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, okay. So he claims, oh, I guess this is El Paso where this all happened. Uh, or no, where he shoots Otero anyway. So he claims he went to El Paso looking for his son who disappeared from college in Las Cruces. Then he meets Otero. in Las Cruces? Mm-hmm. He meets Otero on the street, and uh, Baco said he knew him from Albuquerque. Uh, Otero asked Baca to go talk with a guy named Anduhu, and they go <laughs> to his bar. That is a fucking made-up ass name. Yep. Yep. Anduhu. Anduhu. Anduhu what? No, just Anduhu. Yep. Uh, so Baca had gotten Anduhu's case dismissed at some time. Uh, he was indicted with Salazar for violating the G- Neutrality Act. I thought you were about to, you were about to say the fucking Geneva Convention, weren't yep. you? <laughs> yeah. So Baca and a friend drive while Otero walks to the bar, and he's kind of acting cagey already. So they take a long way to give Otero to get time to get there. But in the meantime, they get stuck at a railroad crossing. So after that, Otero calls Baca some bad names in Spanish, then drew his pistol and fired. And Baca said it went through his coat. So Baca shoots twice. And after that, Otero asked him not to shoot again because he's already dying. Well, that's when you want him to shoot again. <laughs> yeah, right. Just finish me off, don't yeah. He? yeah. So he basically got in a shooting match with his Uber driver. Yep. Like... <laughs> also, uh, isn't isn't it Otero like a SUV or something? No, that's, that's Mon- Montero. Montero. Oh, Montero. Okay. Otero, doesn't that just mean like other? <laughs> the Mitsubishi other. <laughs> So Baca said Otero was probably going to kill him earlier since he was acting all cagey-like. So Otero dies about 15 minutes later. Just like how the old Mexican guy looked cagey and mm. scary and <laughs> bandity. Uh, Baca surrendered and was out on a $7,500 bond. So at a prelim hearing, the prosecution said that a gun was found near Otero that was placed there by Baca, who had just bought it from a pawn shop. It's kind of like a drop pistol with him, basically. Mm -hmm. But later, the jury said Baca fired in self-defense, so he gets off again. Wow. Otero has had a record, though. He was arrested for selling snake oil and stabbing a constable in Albuquerque. And then it was not so much he was selling snake oil, but found out that it didn't contain any actual snake. Yep. (laughs) But he was acquitted on both. Baca's trial for the Salazar breakout uh, started December 1915. 
Uh, the prosecution said Otero talked freely of the escape and said Baca had killed him for talking about it. You're supposed to that, do that before he talks. Mm-hmm. But the judge told him not to say any of that because Baca was on trial for the escape and not the murder. Yeah, you wouldn't want to taint the jury pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Otero's widow said Otero knew Baca really well and helped the escape for $1,000. And Baca had lured him to El Paso to kill him when he demanded the money. Then the defense asked if uh, she was a sex worker before her marriage. And, of course, that's none of anybody's business. Yeah, I was going to say, what relevance do is that? Shit, yeah. so, Did you have a microscope 10 years ago? Were you a whore? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was found not guilty or had their charges dismissed. Except for the, the wife, probably, who <laughs> clapped in She's irons. She's still in jail. <laughs> yeah. Again, with all the other trials, uh, the jury was all Hispanic. Uh, like most of the juries that acquitted him. But later in life, Baca would claim that the jury in El Paso for the Tarot murder was all white. And then everybody clapped. But this, this is the author of the book. so I, right. uh, he'll, I don't know if he's racist, but I, he definitely smells bad. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, um, he's what you'd expect, what I'm assuming. Actually, he's probably a spry 35, but he looks like he's spent about 80 years underneath the uh, New Mexico, Arizona sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks about like the beef jerky reading yeah. right now. Yep. So in Crichton's 1928 book about uh, Baca, the true story comes out. It oh, does, is it? It doesn't say directly that Baca was a source, but it probably was. So um, that means it's probably not the mm-hmm. true story. So that's that's probably the real story is that he killed this guy to keep him quiet. Right. But after Salazar left, he didn't have anything to do with more Mexican revolutionaries. But Salazar goes back to Mexico, and he gets defeated by Pancho again, and then goes back to New Mexico to face the perjury charges and gets cleared of those. Then in December 1915, he joins forces with Pancho again against a new general, Carranza. By 1917, Salazar said he was tired of fighting and asked for amnesty. Then he was shot by guards and thrown down a will. Oh, no. Here's your amnesty. (laughs) So in the 1930s, William Kelleher, he's a lawyer and historian, he was driving around with uh, uh, Baca and driving around western Socorro County, and Baca said, see that hill over there? I once shot a man there. And Keller asked, what was his name? And Baca said, hell, I was shooting, not taking a census. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was going to pull off some Wild Bill Hickok. Or, you know. So he probably shot this guy around 1920 when he was sheriff. Just like sniped him like a fucking coyote. Mm-hmm. But when he said he was sheriff, his he said his reputation was so good he didn't need to go out and bring in criminals. He would just send out letters that kind of went like this that said, Dear sir, I have a warrant for you. If you don't come in by a certain date, I, I would assume you'd be resisting arrest, and I will be justified in shooting you on the spot. Oh, that's... And that's enough to bring him in? Yep. I also uh, I, I know how to use nunchucks. Or he just would decide he needed to... Wanted to just go shoot some people and yeah. send them a letter like a week <laughs> first and then just go for <laughs> oh, a s- Sunday stroll. And- it's like the most dangerous game. You just like give them a little head start and then you go right. hunt them like fucking, you know. Tom, yeah. Like Tom Horn. Uh, Baca said everybody came in on time. He said only one prisoner escaped. So to get that prisoner back, he lets out another prisoner. And- <laughs> it's a fucking demolition, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the one prisoner finds the other one 150 miles later and brings him back. Oh, so they start a gang and they <laughs> take over Florida. <laughs> eating rat burgers underneath. <laughs> so Baca bragged about how much money he saved the county by doing this. He also figured out the county was paying rent on a garage, so he arrested all the tramps in town, all the vagrants, and had them build a new garage to save the county money. So he basically 
made slave labor to mm-hmm. build a garage. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, Baca was also criticized for being a pal to Henry Coleman. He was a notorious man. Uh, he was charged with killing Frank Bourbonnais. So that's <laughs> made ma- ma- in his gross. Dude, we went the same place. Yep, uh, that's going to be the new like <laughs> Whopper Swagger. Well, the new or I was well, yes, we can definitely think of. But I'm we're not far off from that showing up on the Burger King menu. Oh right? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, eighty proof, eighty, 80 proof, proof mayo, fucking Hellman's mayo. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this uh, Henry Coleman uh, shot, well, probably shot his uh, estranged wife in a hired hand. Former Governor George Curry was running the hotel in Socorro. So Baca took Coleman to the hotel and insisted on Coleman stay there instead of jail because they're friends. And Baca said, I don't think he's guilty, so let him stay in your hotel. So Curry finally agreed that Coleman would give up his gun, which he still had on him. As you do. Yep. Curry put that in a drawer, but didn't lock it. Next to the Gideon's Bible. Yep. Uh, so Coleman gets out and gets drunk and finds uh, his gun and, and starts waving it around in the middle of the night. And he threatens to kill the DA, Harry Owen. Harry Owen. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm also, I'm imagining this uh, fucking, this dude is being played by um, Gary... Busey? Gary, no, uh, fucking... Uh, Gary Coleman? Coleman, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, tracks. <laughs> so Curry gets the gun away and locks Coleman in his room and sends for Baca. Uh, Coleman was tried and found not guilty, but in 1921, he was shot by a posse at Goat Springs after stealing cattle. Disgusting. Actually, I put tealing cattle. I forgot the ass. I don't know how you teal cattle. Paint them like the San Jose Sharks. I I guess. Yep. So after Baca left office, the wife killing was never solved. After Baca lost re-election as sheriff, he went back to lawyering in Albuquerque. But a little bit before that, he worked as a chief bouncer down in Juarez at a casino. <laughs> he had 14 guys under him. That's quite the human sentiment. You're going to need that as a bouncer at a Jesus. Yep. Like, and he gets, one, one of his bouncers was uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah, one yeah. One was uh, yeah, fucking Patrick Swayze. The Swayzar, yeah. The got other some, one was Pancho Villa himself. Switchblade in his boot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, he got an amazing $750 a month for doing this, plus room and board and a car and a chauffeur. What the fuck? Uh, Baca said before he started working there, there was a gang man named Numero Ocho. Number eight. Yep. He would raid the <laughs> casino and make off with large wads of cash. So to prevent that, he finds Ocho in his cellar lair and slaps him around a little bit. Cellar lair? Like he's the hunchback or some <laughs> shit? Or phantom right the next to the, the canned beats. But Ocho didn't bother casino while Baca was there. That's right, because Billy Badass. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he quits, he said, because he made the mistake of jailing the son of uh, the chief of police. Oh, I thought he was going to... I had to quit because I was just too damn good at it. Yeah, right. Well, we just... We ran out of criminals. I, I was, And I was just having to swat the ladies off my cock like fucking <laughs> fruit flies. Like, it was just getting too much. Rug burns on my dick. You know, mm-hmm. My giant brass balls were, like, <laughs> impeding my movement. So his uh, sheriffness in Socorro was his last elected office. Sheriffness. But Baca tried for the next 25 years to get elected to something. Jesus Christ. Uh, he was a lifelong Republican, but they, he thinks that they double-crossed him. I'm looking at, I'm thinking yard signs that just say, vote Baca for something, anything. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. He formed fringe progressive Republican clubs like QAnon. <laughs> QAnon's progressive. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so on both sides, the, uh, the Democrats and Republicans would seek him out whenever they needed a Hispanic candidate. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Like so he was so, he was so fucking, Hispanic. he was so far, like, 
like extreme that he could be on either fucking like side. Lin- Lyndon fucking liberation shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or uh, what's the Kennedy guy is running right now? Oh God. Yeah. Basically. One, one of them. Well, <laughs> the, with the yeah, voice, JFK Jr. Yeah, JFK Jr. <laughs> Didn't JFK Jr. Which which one died in a plane crash? JFK Jr. Died in the plane crash. No, the there's plane. two of them now. If you junior, if you're junior. if you're a QAnon, mm-hmm. oh, there's two guys that look nothing like JFK Jr. Oh yeah, That's but there's uh, the, there was the one that actually. Oh, it doesn't fucking. It matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's the Democrats that recruit him to run for district judge in 1924. That's where we get the pamphlet with all the stories. And in 1925, he had to declare bankruptcy. I declare so bankruptcy. So he adds other jobs to lawyering and he gets a job at the Cinnabon. Cinnabon. That was on a better cause. Yeah, yeah. But no, in 1930, he opens the El Fago Cafe, but it, but it didn't last long because he and since he often lived and worked in the same building, uh, his wife would interrupt all the time his meetings with law clients. So he gets a restraining order on her. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wow, that's some passive aggressive yep. shit, yep. dude. <laughs> but later he was talked out of it by a friend, so yeah. he, he drops it. <laughs> Fucking psycho. <clears throat> War of the Roses ass shit. Like. Do you want Lipton or, 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 or Bergmont? <laughs> God damn it, woman! I'm fucking having 20, a fucking 25 feet. <laughs> We're trying to do crimes here. She's trying to crawl into bed at night. He's like, uh-uh. uh-uh. That's not 25 feet away. Just holding out the paper. You know. <laughs> Got a yardstick out. Drawing a line down the middle of the fucking living room. Mm-hmm. She leaves him in 1932. Oh, but why? why? <laughs> but like but later returns. Oh, God. Uh, so judges, judges often would have him represent persons charged with selling liquor to Indians, but... That of was course, his specialty? Yep. Well, uh, that's some better call Saul shit. Yeah. But that's because it's prohibition. Yeah. And then they would confiscate it. And uh, they later would, uh, he would host the drinking parties on Sunday afternoons. Oh, I see. I with see, all the bootleg liquor. We're to confiscate all your booze. Mm-hmm. Just put it in my house. A friend who played poker with Baca was always uncomfortable because Baca always had a pistol on him. Yeah. And Baca would explain, well, I got plenty of enemies. What you know. <laughs> uh, so his reputation for that shootout was useful, because if a bill collector showed up, he'd just take out a pistol and pretend to be looking for stuff in his drawers and pull out a pistol and keep looking. Oh. Then the guy would just kind of, when he would look up, the guy would be gone. A <laughs> uh, uh, fire damaged his printing plant, and an insurance adjuster from Denver said uh, he'd get $600 instead of $1,200 that he claimed. He had his friend uh, Kelleher send him a note and said, quote, I don't have the, if I don't have the $1,200 by the end of the day, the adjuster would be dead in the street. And that $1,200 was put in his bank by the end of the day. That's fucking one way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when the Albuquerque bank, he had money in uh, folded, he walked in with a pistol and demanded $500 that he had to end in there. And he gets it. Kind of robbing a bank, but he's it's absolutely robbing a fucking but bank. But I thought, isn't he taking out his own money though? Yep. Yes. Okay. But I mean, but if that there's a run on a lot the of these banks that got runs on them, that wasn't an option for everybody. Got it. That's because a grocer hears about this and tries the same thing, and then he ends up in jail because <laughs> he walked in brandishing a salami and a but, fistful of celery. But, but, not fair. <laughs> In uh, January 1934, he announced he was running for governor and printed up a pamphlet. He called his manifesto. Oh, gross. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> he said uh, we cut the taxes in half and $5 license plate fees and only one deputy per sheriff. It was the deputies that are the ones causing disturbances at the dances. Trust me. <laughs> also, everybody should carry guns. Yes. The outlaws are carrying guns anyway. Yes. 
only thing that can stop <laughs> a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. He's trying to make a law that says you have to carry a gun? Mm-hmm. No, you, just, you, you should. Just recommend it. Okay. Like that uh, cop in Sandpoint recommends oh, yeah, that you travel. Yeah. He said every Saturday night uh, he would release a prisoner because it cost too much money. Oh, I thought it was like a game. Mm-hmm. Like, release a prisoner. Whoever could bring me his ear, like, <laughs> it's a free shot. Also, it sounds like a fucking Batman villain. I will release one from prisoner prison. from prison every it's week like- until Batman <laughs> shows his right. true identity. He said most of the prisoners were there because they couldn't afford good legal counsel, right? which is true. And then he hands him a business card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he didn't win. Damn. Amazing. Uh, Baca was friends with uh, Senator Bronson Cutting. Cutting? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He was a New York transplant who championed Hispanics. Yes. Gave him a belt. Uh, but he was killed in a plane cl- crash in Missouri in 1935. With, with the big bopper and Richie Valens. Yep, going <laughs> was to Fargo. He in, was he in the plane or did the plane land on him while he was walking? <laughs> There's about, about a 50-50 chance of that back in the day. Uh, he wrote to the paper saying how great Cutting was after he died. Six months later, Baca was sued by the Cuttings family to vacate his residence and office because Cutting had bought it from Alfago when Alfago went bankrupt in 1924, and he told him he could stay there and pay him back at his leisure. Yeah, and he's like, well, you're dead, so I get it mm-hmm. back, I guess. Yep. He didn't want it. Didn't he, pay it off in right? that 10 years. So Baca was represented by Keller, his friend there. He claimed the Cutting estate owed uh, Baca $44,000 for the detective work he did for Cutting before he died. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of detective work. Yep. Damn. Then he kicked them up, got, you know, they win, and he kicks the family out on the street because <laughs> that's just the kind of guy he is. So they settle out of court, and Baca gets the property back. Yes. Uh, Cutting and his will forgave many de- debtors, but Baca wasn't one of them. Until he said, let me see that paper real quick, scribble, scribble, <laughs> scribble. Robert Nordhaus was a lawyer for Kelleher, who was representing Baca at the time for this trial. He said he had a rough time repping him, though. He said he found Baca in bed with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other. Yes. And Baca would be moaning and groaning. What? That's just a fucking, like, Reverend Horton heat song. I was going to say, that's the least cool Johnny Cash song I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's something. My right do. hand holds. That's exactly the song I, I was know, thinking I know. about. <laughs> they, uh, they use that in a... Uh, uh, Oh, what the fuck is it called? Where they Love have a forty-five? Yep. Yeah. And you know where that scene is shot? Where you know guy from Days oh, is that Black Hat Lounge? Black Hat Lounge, yeah. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Because it's in the movie. It's a strip club, and the Rev's playing on the stage, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And God, in reality, you just go see the Flame Kick subs down there on mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday nights in what two thousand? <laughs> if you got a time machine. Because it burned down in 2003. <laughs> Preacher beats his wife with an inch of her life. Yep. Deep in, in the, the heart of Texas. I'd, I'd play that for Brad at work, and he'd always call them the flame-stuck tubes. It's like, oh, that's, that's close. <laughs> close enough. Cool. Hey, put it in that one flame-stuck tube. It just blew my mind that one time when we had a DJ at the uh, fun house, and he started playing that. Me and yeah. Samantha are sitting there oh. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where'd you get that? So in 1940, at age 75, Baca got the key to... The city. No, the jail. No. <laughs> in Socorro. Because Baca claimed to be the first prisoner of the jail when he got arrested for the first shootout in 1884. You get dibs? Yep. Oh, right, because it was the jail before it had a roof, right? Yep. And the old jail was recently demolished, and they built a new one, so he gets the key to the jail. So he turns... Even though he had let out at least two people. Yeah. <laughs> he could be trusted Taking with bribes. Key. <laughs> 
so they interview him then. Uh, Baca told the paper he uh, represented about 30 people accused of murder, and only one went to the penitentiary, but that was because he has had uh, another attorney working with him. Uh, Montague Stevens, the oh. Socorro rancher, said in 1953 that he had a hired hand, a Mexican feller. Oh, he seemed to have a little more money than, than he paid him. Gracias. <laughs> exactly. And Stevens asked how he got all this extra money. And the hired hand said, uh, you know, Alfago Baca? Yeah. I'm always yeah. on his jury for the cases, and he pays me for it. Oh, God. And anytime he has a case, I'm there. So. Also, have you heard of Herbalife? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can and, I interest you in a Juicero? Yeah. In 1944, Baca was 79, and he runs for district attorney. And he makes another pamphlet and sold it for 50 cents this time. Ooh. Making chick tracks and mm-hmm. shit out here. And he bemoaned the fact that nobody had made a movie out of his life yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, he, but he dies August 27, 1945, at oh. age 80. And his wife is still alive with the restraining order. <laughs> she, she still can't go in the parts of the house mm-hmm. where... <laughs> can't visit his grave, right? Uh, he's uh, had one son uh, who lived in Wapato, Washington, and five daughters. Albuquerque Journal said he killed nine men and wounded eight others. And when his office slash residency was demolished for a federal building in Albuquerque, they found a revolver under the floor. Easy reach. Yep. And in 1959, that's when Disney makes that little TV series about him. Okay. I guess it's, I don't know. I try to watch. I get I'm, like 10 seconds in. I'm sure it's pretty pretty bad. I watched a lot of shit from that era, and yeah, it didn't age well. No. Anyway, that's Chewy Baca there. Fuck yeah, that's he's, awesome. He's pretty amazing, but also I... He's insufferable. It's, it's Absolutely, yeah. You kind of want to root for him, but he's just a shit and kind of a braggart and a weirdo. Yeah, but the, he's the, very clever. The crazy bragging is like, I, I knew people like that well, growing up. This person has like um, um, undoubtable self-confidence for sure. Like, oh, yeah. That's, the, that, yeah, yeah. that's his fucking absolute superpower. Mm-hmm. He's literally a con man. Yeah, but he's- Confidence man. But he's clearly fucking pretty goddamn fearless. Like, just, Yeah, that's true. You know, and yeah. if they, it, that's either uh, it's either brave or Nar- fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, narcissism. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I don't know. I'll still I'll still still uh, say that. Yeah, he probably uh, deserves some of the um, the uh, lauding he gets from the Hispanic community in that area. I, I would call him a complicated yet still pretty kind of heroic ish. Yeah, person. I mean, I mean if, if we all contain multitudes. Yeah, it's like you know, Wyatt Earp was a pimp and a fucking you know, <laughs> literally yes. lots of you know, so. In fact, in, in retrospect, not a lot of this shit is as bad as some of the not really herb, herb no. stuff. So. Yeah, not really. And he he did genuinely help quite a few people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot to talk about like, did, or did we talk about that when they brought the door into the the door from the shack in as a, like Exhibit A? It was oh just no, fucking, I didn't hear that. There was just hundreds and hundreds of. I think they counted like four hundred bullet holes just through the door of that shack. Jesus. Christ. So that's part of the reason he got like acquitted. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, yep, yeah. obviously Jesus doesn't want this man dead. <laughs> well, so. it was like, oh, he's a danger. You know, we're, we're fired at him because he's all dangerous and crazy. And she's like, yeah, you guys are. Like, there's no fucking way this guy was shooting back that much. No. Because yeah, they're no. just, he's laying on the fucking floor. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Making beef coffee. Making beef coffee. Have you tried your jerky yet? It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And it's got Tetons on it. Yep. It's got titties on it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, I learned from uh, Josh and Chuck that uh, boba from boba tea is, uh, I think, Thai for titties. Oh, really? Oh, slang. Yeah, slang. Be, yeah. Tight. I remember that. And Big Max and, uh, was it Max in Canada mean boobies? Really? I think so. Okay. Somebody told me that. I don't know if it's true or not. 
Is that why Mac Daddy is a thing? Titty Daddy? Titty Daddy. Titty Daddy. He's a little titty baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad at the crew. Jinx, owe me the Coke. Owe me the Coke. Well, if you're talking about Alex Jones, it's cocaine. Yeah, yeah for of sure. course. Super male vitality. <laughs> Brain force. <laughs> All right. Well, that one was fun. Yeah, that was to... pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like, uh, again, I was blown away by these motherfuckers that are just like. Well, you've been then he blown moved... away by 4,000 rounds shot yeah. into your house. Right. Well, I'm just blown away by like, it's like, then he became a fucking whatever, a woodworker. Yep. And then he became the House of Representatives, and then he... Then he claims to have invented the popsicle. Right. This guy did a lot of crazy shit, man. I, I like the. Uh, I also like the idea of like arresting someone and then handing them your card and be like, oh, yeah, if you need out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. see you at court. <laughs> it's like I go uh, slash your fucking tires and hand you my tire shop. Yeah, yeah, totally. Card. Yeah. It'd been great if he was a judge, too. So you show up in court and he's like represent he well, arrested you representing you but also he's the, the you know that's kind of some Roy Bean ass shit there like yeah the, yeah for sure hey we're taking a recess now you have to come buy a beer right and some pickled pig's feet or whatever yeah <laughs> the wise get chained to the bear yeah that's I was right. gonna say if you don't want to eat the pig's foot throw it to the bear <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah all right well this is the last recording before Christmas even though you'll be hearing it after Christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, I'm taking off in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Get ready for a surprise. I leave in two weeks. I'm going to Japan, bitches, for New Year's. Yeah. So uh, the next time we record will be sometime mid-January. In the future. You know what's coming. February. Oh, February's like no. not far away. Oh, you're going to threaten people already? <laughs> oh, if you, God. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you will soon yeah. learn. Yeah, we we already have them too. I just have mm-hmm. I don't ever crack into them till about a week week or so. Prior. I do the same. I, I'll do it like maybe two weeks ahead. They're a quick read because they're written for barely, barely, barely literate people. So. I might I might actually bring mine on the plane with me. Do that. <laughs> yes, let people see you with that in public. <laughs> Reading it aloud to my six year old, and then Mountain Jack Pike <laughs> fucked her with an initial. Yeah, life. yeah, like slapped his pendulous breath. Yeah, turgid, <laughs> veiny, throbbing. Gristle haunches, man hawk. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to speculate. We'll have the real thing soon enough. Be funny if it goes straight this time. It's like I've sworn off womanizing and drinking and yeah, that's my, what that's what fire in the hole is about. Yeah, my, sure. yeah, he be, becomes a blacksmith. <laughs> this is the boring book about him <laughs> making horse keys and shit. Yo, horse keys. Yep. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. All right. Fuck. I have to go to work, so uh, right. we will be back with something completely different next week. But until then, we're going to go out in a hail. Up. Baka. Chewy Baka. Fire. There it is. Fuck you, Miles City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. Next week, our program recreates another exciting chapter from the legend of the fabulous Elphago Baca, that true hero of the West. The story takes place in the late 1800s, the age of Western expansion. This was the Cattleman's Era. The West was his empire, 
and he reigned supreme as a law unto himself, defying those who encroached on his domain. Into this restless frontier came the Mustangers, a nomadic band of lawless wanderers who roamed the West, taking what they wanted from the land. Weary of their aimless way of life, they came to Homestead to till the soil, to take their places in building the new frontier. Mustangers, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Don't you have brains enough to know when you're being insulted? The Mustangers, a strange people, strange in ways and customs, strange in language and names. A friendless people scorned and persecuted by the cattlemen who fought their intrusion. It became an open warfare. These were the colorful people Lawyer Baca had sworn to defend. Now, now, Mr. Baca, don't get all head up. Don't tell me not to get head up. Did you bring me all the way from Santa Fe to represent ruffians? People who think they're bigger and better than the law? We're just a handful of hated folks against hundreds of these ranchers and cowboys. Now, you listen to this lawyer gibble-gabble, and we're all going to be dead. You said about twice more than enough, Shadrach. Now, you listen to me, and you listen good. If we lose this lawyer and our chance to homestead, then you lose me, too. You better just button up your mouth and lend an ear to what your betters have to say. Put down the rifle, Shadrach. You'll get justice in court. You act like you're still running things here, Mr. Barker. Do what he said, Shadrach. Put the gun aside. What is this? We're supposed to be jailing a cowboy. We wind up going to jail ourselves. What kind of a lawyer we got, anyway? You wouldn't dare use that gun. You know, Mr. Sire, I have a notorious reputation for being impatient. Barker! What are you leaving for, Barker? If it's blood you came to smell, there's plenty of it here, and more to flow if my son dies. Gun-crazed cowboys, range warfare, the colorful Mustangers, adventure and romance. They're all here next week when Walt Disney presents Move Along Mustangers, another chapter in the legend of the fabulous El Fago Baca. Anybody else want some? Mm -hmm.